with the people you remember from that place. And you're not going to believe the new things for them days who usually have other things. But now they have a new one. This is going to be so much more exciting when we can use nouns. <laughs> of course, we're here today to talk about episode 9. The movie that completes the Skywalker saga. So, let's get this thing started. It is my pleasure to introduce the president of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, well, we're, we're, we're editing and we're doing, you know, visual effects when you, when you 
wrap a movie like this, uh, as you all uh, know and can imagine, uh, the directing doesn't stop, the, the, the split doesn't stop, so you keep, they actually love each other, they love each other. That's the greatest thing in the world. Um, the uh, the process continues, and so we're we're editing, and things are uh, going pretty well so far. Well, uh, Kathy, as you were saying, this is this is the the final movie of a nine movie arc. What what's that like? There, that's unprecedented in, in in filmmaking to have this one story, you know, over this period of time. As you said, the third uh, a three three act uh, plays, as it were. Yeah, it is, and I, I think that what's also fascinating is it's over 40 years. So the context that George was working within, it's 40 years later, and to keep this relevant and meaningful to the characters and to the people experiencing this story, it has to feel like it's of its time. And I think that what we've done is we've taken to heart everything that inspired George. And then I think the inspiration that JJ's brought to this has given it even more depth. Also, this, uh, this movie, in addition to being the end of three trilogies, uh, it, it also needs to work as its own movie. Uh, and that's been part of the, the fun of it, part of the challenge of it. Uh, but this movie, it's about this new generation and, and what they've inherited. The, the light and the dark, and asking the question as they face the greatest uh, evil, are they prepared, are they ready? And uh, it's been really incredible to look at this thing that George created and to bring it to a, a close in this way about this new generation. It is so hard to sit here next to you and hear you say the greatest evil without going, who is, what is, can you give us any hint? Kathy? <laughs> I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to to meet, interview Carrie Fisher a few times, and and, uh, and there's I even the little bit I knew Carrie Fisher. I know there's fundamentally no way to replace her as a person or as that person playing the character of Princess Leia. Um, how, how did you how did you approach filling the void left by Carrie? In this, in this movie? Um, well, as I've said, we, we couldn't. And as Chris Terrio, the, the co-writer, and, and, and Kathy and Michelle Reshwan, producers, we all talked about how to move on. I mean, she was the best. She was glorious. She was amazing. Uh, you know, um, and, and, and we, all, we all just loved her. And I, I knew her for many years before as well, uh, episode seven. She, she was she was the greatest. It, it, it was impossible. There was no way. What are you going to do? You don't recast that part, and you don't suddenly have her disappear. And the weird miracle of having had a number of scenes from uh, Force Awakens that had gone unused, looking at those scenes and starting to understand that there was actually a way to use those scenes to continue her story so that it, it would be her. The idea of having a CG character was off the table, we never even wanted to try. And the idea of saying, well, what if we could actually write scenes around her? So it would be her performance, she's in the movie. And the crazy thing is, and I say this, um, like emotionally, I, it's, it's, it, it's every day 
it hits me that she's not here. But it, it's so surreal because we're working with her still, if that makes sense. She's in scenes, she's so alive in scenes, and the craziest part is how not crazy it feels. She, she is there in these scenes, um, in some scenes with, with Lily, her daughter, who was in the movie as well, and it's just Princess Leia lives in this film in a way that is um, kind of mind-blowing to me. What, what are some of the differences you can, like what are some of the new things in this film you can share with us? Um, when last we saw the cast, they were all spread out. Um, you know, the, when those stories ended, they were not together, they've been, they've been split up. Are, are, are they, do we pick up exactly where we left off? Can you tell us anything about how far the stories have progressed? <laughs> um, what, I, what I will say is that, uh, that the, the, the movie doesn't pick up immediately after uh, the last film. Uh, some time has gone by. And what I'll say is that in this movie, uh, and you can tell by that, that picture, uh, it, it's the very beginning of it, but this is a, 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 an adventure that the group goes on together. And this is, yeah. and it's, uh, it, it, it's it's a story that I, I think uh, one of the one of the great things about the one of the great things about the movie uh, getting to work on it was the dynamic between the characters. They are uh, they are just the most wonderful together, and that's the thing I'm sort of most excited for you all to see. What about, uh, what about the use of uh, CGI versus practical effects or locations, or like, is there, is there, um, can you talk about that at all? Thank you, Thanks. Um, the, I want to tell you so much, but I will say this, that, that, that as with uh, the, the Force Awakens, what we tried to do, despite this being this epic space adventure that takes place on many <laughs> worlds and in, in many places, um, that we, we did everything we could, uh, building sets, uh, exterior, exterior, uh, interior and exterior, going to locations um, in and around uh, in, in England and in Jordan and other places. We did everything we could to have it in camera. One of my favorite things as a kid, and I still remember that visceral feeling at 10 years old, you know, seeing, uh, you know, looking at, at what I learned later was Tunisia, but it felt like you knew you were in a real place. It was, you know, and, and to one of the infinite number of brilliant strokes that George had was to tell this, the story in, in physical, actual, real locations. That's Jordan, uh, you know, the location. Wadi Rum. Wadi Rum, where they shot, you know, Lawrence of Arabia. You get there, you're just looking around, you can't believe what you're seeing, and it's amazing to have the, uh, the, the, the sort of, that kind of beautiful nature uh, as a backdrop for sequences. Uh, so we tried to keep it as real as possible, as physical as possible. It was better for the actors, better for the movie. Kathy, what was, what was the last day of shooting like? You know, it was emotional, and I can't really give you details except to say that. Yeah, 
Oh, I, oh, I get it now. You, you asked me to come to Chicago to ask questions, not get answers. <laughs> okay. Whew. All right, let's. Uh, anything else I want to cover before I bring out some cast members? <laughs> cast members. Cast members. All right, wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome C3PO Anthony Daniels. <laughs> I was 
regretted every morning for whatever he said. What I want 3PO, I would want, uh, I regard 3PO as, as my best, best friend in, in many ways. And I would genuinely want a best friend who cared for me as much as 3PO does. I'm on stage with you three. I mean, look at this. This is a fan fest all of our own. Um, okay. Uh, I, you, I actually have a book, uh, Anthony, that's being announced tomorrow. You can't give us the, the title of the book. Okay. Right? Right. You can't give us the title. Right. But can you give us the title that you wanted to give the book that your editors said the audience wouldn't understand? He said the public won't understand, worldwide they won't understand. I was very hurt, I came up with this really cute title and they said, no, it won't work. What was the title? Well, actually, would it be of a scientific experiment? Sure. They said, you would never understand. <laughs> Are you ready? If you understand the title of my memoirs of Star Wars, and you get it, will you cheer? If you think indeed it was a num-num title and you don't get it, you boo. Are you ready? And the other people, are you ready? <laughs> and the people aren't in the cheap seats, are you ready? <laughs> the title of my memoirs was Teddy the Odds. <laughs>
J.J. Abram, I love his name, J.J. He's a beautiful young man. He's extraordinary. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I think 60 years I've been doing this. And, uh, and I've been fortunate enough to work with some pretty extraordinary people in my lifetime. But this is uh, probably I would I would I regard this as a real highlight for me, a true, genuine highlight in my life. Well, Billy, what was it like to come back to a character after so many decades? Was it like riding a bike, or did you have to? How did you find Lando again? How did I find Lando, Lando again? Yeah. Was it was it easy to slip back? Lando into the never game? left me. <laughs> The thing that I always love with JJ is that he'll turn to me and he'll go, oh my God, can you believe this is happening? Can you believe this is happening? <laughs> you know, listen, I, it's nice to, 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 to have all of this, uh, these accolades and all this admiration. <laughs> but, you know, you know when, you're, when you're doing this kind of stuff, this acting stuff, and uh, to really have an opportunity to work with some really, really wonderful, extraordinary people is something I, I really enjoy it more, more than just making money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, don't get me wrong, I love making money. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just to be able to hang out, play around with ideas, and, and with people like you, Monsieur JJ. <laughs> well, speaking of money, Lando is not entirely a bad guy, and he's not entirely a good guy either. Like the last time we saw him, yes, he's he's, he's Han's friend, and he comes to the to the rescue. But he's he's a little bit of a lovable scoundrel at the same time. Is he the well, same a, guy? There's a thing called expediency. Oh, expediency. You know. Uh, when you're in a situation, especially when you're up against somebody like a Darth Vader, uh, you have to, and you and you own what is pretty much like owning Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, if you're like a Steve Wynn, you know, kind of an entrepreneur, uh, and you have this kind of threat. Here's a guy chasing after Boba Fett's chasing after. Explain this stuff to people. I don't understand why. <laughs> you, you don't have to explain it. I, you know, I, I get sick and tired of being accused of betraying Han Solo. <laughs> Anybody die?
So, really, in retrospect, the hero of all nine movies, Wendell Williams. <laughs> all right, exciting. Well, we have we have more cast members to introduce now. It is my pleasure to introduce the next generation cast. Please welcome Daisy Ridley. Um, 
original group are going on like this epic, epic adventure together. And I'm like so excited about where Jana crosses paths with them. Um, it's weird. <laughs> now I've been, I've been told that there are rumors on the internet that your character is Lando Carizzo's daughter. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go full Mori Povich on you right now. <laughs> is your father on this stage? <laughs> Try to explain Brexit to these people. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna go with that Finn. Um, but it's a well, actually, hi guys. <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, it's amazing, Finn. Finn uh... Yeah, I'll see you in my colors. Um, on, 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 this, on this adventure, I think Finn has just found his, his, his footing and his identity within the Resistance. Um, I think the last two movies, Finn was, uh, couldn't decide where he belonged. And in this film, he's a full-fledged uh, Resistance sexy young man. <laughs> As you see by the video. Um, is, that a, is that a special division of the Resistance, sexy young man? <laughs> in the beginning, my big thing was costume. I always felt that Finn didn't have his identity, identity through his costume. And JJ was back to me, you're gonna love this one. And I, I saw the blue pants coming out of the, the cupboard where uh, Michael Caprin was coming out with it, and I was just like, I'm in Star Wars now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been great. Now, um, Finn's enemy over the last two films uh, has been Captain Phasma. Yeah. It, it seems like she died in in The Last Jedi, but it almost looks like she died in Force Awakens. Oh, geez, she's gone. Go rid of Does Finn get any closure in this movie? Um, emotional closure, you know. Sure, I mean, I don't think about her at night and stuff. <laughs> but I definitely feel that there's some form of closure within, within who we identify with, who is family, what is love, what is friendship, and, and, and that's what that's what defines it in this movie. But Phasma, yeah, she did. <laughs> now, uh, Ken has fought Captain uh, Phasma uh, twice, twice now. Yeah, but uh, could Finn take Brienne of Tarth? <laughs> I'm not even going to meet her. I'm going to just shoot her from the building and be like, "Yeah, she's done. She's done." Uh, no, 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 big so. Yeah, it seems like there might have been a, a, a little bit of a love triangle going on with Finn and Ray and Rose. Um, you, you add Poe there as well. Um, <laughs> very complicated. 
we've got a few aliens that have been looking at Finn as certain type of ways. So I don't know. Don't want to add their names to the list. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, it's, 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 a, it's a love pentagon, man. It's just. Finn the galaxy's most eligible back. I think he is. Period. Period. Point back. Finn is single and willing to mingle. So. Uh, <laughs> Episode 4, and his parents both fought 
the Empire. Let's say the war ends one day. What's Poe do uh, after the war is over? What's his small Uber name? seems like a good, good place to go. Uh, space Uber? Yeah, Space Lift. I don't know, you know, it's true. He's a bit, he, he seeks a bit of that adrenaline, so he'll have to find it somewhere.
that uh, you allude to will be seen. There she is now. Goodness, uh, she's the best. Anyway, uh, yes, there are some other things, and you'll uh, see them soon. Um, Daisy, what's up with um, Ray and Kylo Ren? <laughs> I guess the Kylo and Ray thing will have to wait and see. The, the Rose and Finn thing, I don't know, Finn. What do you think? I mean, she's she my girl. No, she's my girl. Um, I guess it's nice chemistry. Just nice chemistry all right. It's, it's the middle of war. We're trying to figure ourselves out. A lot of love you one day, I don't love you the next. This is a very distracting place to fall love. I guess, Daisy, what I'm asking is, do you have any more uh, forced uh, visions of him semi-naked? <laughs> <laughs> Let's sell some tickets right now. Let's sell some tickets. Um, I think I can confirm there are no more semi-naked Kylos. Unfortunately. Only full. Only full naked. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take it up on that chest. <laughs> Uh, since Adam's not here, I'm going to ask a question that anybody here might know. His, his chest in, in episode 8, did he wax because it's a <laughs> Is that a Brazilian? Why is there no... He's a big man, not one hair on his chest. When he turned around, it was surprising to the crew, I think, as to everyone. It's a, it's a, he's a big Staff thinks it's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, you you kiss Finn again in this movie? <laughs> Listen, all I'm gonna say is Finn's a very eligible bachelor. Much like John Boy, I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a yes or a no? And please say yes. I, I hope you say yes, or else I have a lot of fan fiction that goes in the shredder. <laughs> now, when we last we saw your character, where was she? She was in a coma. Yeah, asleep, taking a rest. I would like to do that too. <laughs> Can you tell me, JJ, if everybody we see on stage right now are, ends up together in this film? Can I tell you that? No. When you say they're going on, they're going on this adventure together, yeah. does that include everyone we're seeing, including, including Kelly Marie? Uh, I will say that, uh, uh, how dare you? <laughs> I, I, I'm not your, I'm not your agent right now, I am your agent right now. <laughs> Um, way to pit me against my friends. Um, I, I, I would say that uh, you have to see what happens in the thing, but I will say that uh, I, I was grateful to um, Brian Johnson for so many things that he did in a, the, 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 greatest, um, uh, the greatest for me was uh, casting Calgary. I believe it has been this way since 1977. So, no. I mean, and I just want to say, can we get a big applause for my mentor, Mr. Peter Mayhew? If it wasn't for his unique physicality, I don't think Chewbacca would be as memorable, and I don't think we would be seeing him here today, uh, on, uh, you know, anticipating his uh, upcoming uh, uh, appearance in the film, because the character is just so beloved, and you guys have shown it with your t-shirts and, and, and the kind words uh, all throughout these five incredible years that I've become this... Uh, uh, transformed into this character, and I'm just so grateful for everyone who's been supportive. Let's go, Chewie! <laughs> duty at this point because when I was sitting in, in our living room carpet wide-eyed watching the, the, the saga start and 
and Luke drinking that blue milk and, and seeing <laughs> Chewbacca for the first time, I was sure that in this world there's a place for everyone and that I have to show everyone that Chewbacca, and no matter how big or small you are, there's a place for you in this world, and that's what I believe. And, and finally, unless what, what do porgs taste like? <laughs> they taste best fried. <laughs> Jordan was a, a truly remarkable experience. Uh, the first day driving out there on the set, it was my wife, Christine, who said, but this is Ralph Macquarie's painting. The, the backdrops, those stone faces that you're looking at, and I would get goosebumps every day we drove out 45 minutes from the hotel, and it was, oh, it sounds corny, it, it was beyond a privilege to be there. And Remarkably, the desert put up with us. Every day it tried to gain itself back to cover the roads that had been built, put us in to say goodbye, no, enough, leave us alone. It was the most astounding setting to be in. And the Jordanian people, the Jordanian army, everybody there really were part of, part of our kind of family. It was a glorious experience. Kathy and Judy, how long were you guys in the desert? Well, actually, we had a crew there prepping um, for months prior to us arriving, and then we shot for about three weeks. Where's the nearest bar, JJ? <laughs> no, no, Stephen, we were working. Um, <laughs> it, it was an amazing thing, and we did. We had hundreds of people in, in unbelievable costumes that Michael Kaplan designed. We had incredible creatures that Neil Scanlon and, and, and his team designed. So to be there with literally hundreds of people and in the the heat of it and having to take, you know, food breaks and bathroom breaks and prayer breaks and it was a whole thing. Uh, but we got through it and actually finished the day ahead of schedule, which was kind of fun. And sandstorm breaks. Remember that? There'd be times when uh, you'd see these big, huge red clouds coming over. We'd be in the middle of shooting and everyone would have to take cover and go into tents and sometimes wait an hour or so for these huge sandstorms to blow over. Never thought I'd be in that. We, we saw a couple of uh, creature designs uh, just now. Can you tell us who they are? Can you show us any other creatures that you're going to show us? Um, there's a, a, a fun uh, character who just appears, um, <laughs> who, whose name is Clog with a K, K L E V, and he is a, a friend of the Resistance and someone who actually, uh, it turns out, Chewie brought into the. There's Grand Brother. Excellent. But there, there are so many. I, there were when we did episode seven. I, I felt like um, it had been. There was no way to top what had been created uh, in terms of, of creatures. When you see this movie, you'll see that, that Neil and the whole creature team did it. Uh, it's an incredible thing what they made, what they built, and the actors who performed them and, and puppeteered them is remarkable. Can I just say uh, there was one particular creature roaming around on set that uh, really. Uh, thought that was wonderfully made, uh, and uh, it was my son uh, who got to visit the set, and uh, I'm just kidding, and uh, it, it was so lovely working on this film after becoming a father, uh, to have my son, that's my son right there.
And if you see the wonder, and he's not afraid of Chewbacca. He had a good time with this cast, and especially Daisy. Thank you so much for all the cast, for welcoming little Atos, whose name nobody can pronounce. <laughs> Just like mine. To this uh, Star Wars experience. Thank you so much, guys, and uh, thank you. Uh, now, at the risk of, of, of pandering, uh, Star Wars fans are the greatest fans in the world. I know because I, I am one of them. Um, I've been a Star Wars fan three weeks longer than any of you. <laughs> look up online why that's true. That is true. That's true. What's that? I would love to tell the story. It's my story, you idiots. Yes. This is a very early story. So when I was in 1977, when I was 13 years old, local radio station was giving away tickets to this movie called Star Wars. Nobody knew what it was. And me and my friends called in, we're like the eighth caller, we got four tickets to go see Star Wars. Big blue tickets that you had to go to the local radio station to pick up WTMA, 1250 on your AM dial. And, <laughs> and, and it, was, I, it was me, Keith Sargi, Haskell Fieldberg, and Haskell Fieldberg's mom, because somebody had to drive. <laughs> and we were handing, we handed the tickets in, we said, can we keep the tickets as we went in? Because we didn't know what it was, but it felt like it was special. Because there were big tickets and it had the Death Star and it had the, an X-Wing fighter sweeping up like that. And it said Star Wars, what the hell was Star Wars? And we walked in, we sat down, and as soon as a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away it came on the screen, we got chills because we knew that A, that was a, a unique way to look at science fiction, the future through the past. And also, it immediately set you in that fairy tale world. And then, of course, and no one knew what the hell was going on, and everyone cheered. <laughs> we didn't know what we were in for. And then two hours later, we woke up Pascal's mom and said, movie's over. <laughs> and we got in the car, went home, and it was a full moon. And I know it was three weeks before, because it was a full moon, and we all thought it was the Death Star falling. <laughs> and on Monday, when I got to school, we couldn't explain to anybody how everything was different now. And that we'd seen the future. So anyway, that's why I've been a fan three weeks longer than all of you. So... Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. I know you, I think he, he's got something to say. Um, yeah, uh, in this movie, uh, BB-8 has uh, a new friend. Would you guys want to meet him?
Dio exist quite this way. There was uh, a rig and puppeteers and things. And like with the celebration last time, uh, these are different designs that we went through working on it. Um, but like the celebration last time when, uh, on episode seven, when BB-8 rolled out and we never had a BB-8 be able to roll out, uh, it's amazing what celebration uh, makes these uh, geniuses do, uh, force them to do. So this is really, uh, was built for you. Um, can we please show our appreciation to JJ and Kathy through the entire cast? This is your fight. 